What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Geico's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. More power to you. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. And now, insurance-minded speeches from Geico. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the Geico app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the Geico app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome to this news podcast. My name is Salman Lee at Red Nation Hoops on Twitter. Mailbag edition of the podcast today. Mailbag edition of the podcast today. Uh, I figured uh, we're running out of things to talk about with this team. Uh, they're just so good that uh, you know it's really hard to come up with topics every week for the show. So we may, we let you guys come up with the topics this week. Here joined by Forrest Walker at Do Not on Twitter. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Also joined by Taylor Pate at Taylor L. Pate on tour. How are you doing, man? I am doing well watching these Texans tee off on uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, so it's actually a competitive game. I I figured it'd be a blowout so we'd have a, a longer span of time to record with. So, But apparently they're actually competitive. Hey, who knew? Um, so let's let's try to make this as quick as possible because I know you guys want watch to watch the end of this game. Um, so, I mean, first of all, before we start, like, have you guys seen this Zaza thing? Like, uh, have you guys got a chance to catch up with the All-Star voting? <laughs> it, it keeps happening, doesn't it? It just keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, uh, I tried to look into this, and apparently, like, like it, it's 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 obviously his, his home country, right? His home country of Georgia is it's getting him to the getting him into the All-Star game. I think he's second among the front court players in 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 voting in uh, at least in the west it might be or something ridiculous he has like over 800,000 votes um and he's getting like celebrity georgians to like support him like <laughs> that that's what's going on so so like yeah so uh, i'm gonna do the rundown of uh so in the whole nba the voting is number one is lebron james the only guy breaking a million 
then you have in nine hundred thousands you have Yannis Antetokounmpo, which is great. Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and James Harden. Uh, then after that is Russell Westbrook, and then after that is Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> <laughs> so what I figured is like, if if we can get Zaza to the All Star game, we can get Clint Capella to the All Star game. Uh, <laughs> like the, 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 that's the plan here. The, w- 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 that's what we're gonna do on this podcast. We're starting it, Clint Capella, twenty seventeen All Star game. Let's make it happen. Now, I, now I've done my research on this. I've looked up some Swedish celebrities for this because I figured we got to get Sweden into this, right? We got to get, I mean, we got not Swedish. I'm sorry. We got to get, so we got to get Switzerland into this. We, we got to do both. Let's get both. We, yeah, we got to get some Swiss celebrities into this, I, and 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 Swedish celebrities. If you guys know any Swedish celebrities, that would help too. But yeah, so the the biggest Swedish celebrities I could find. Let me look this up again. I just had it up. Cat Graham. So she has 3.2 million followers on Twitter. Let's let's get a shout out from Cat Graham. If you're listening to this, Cat Graham, <laughs> I, I you we need a Clint Capella to the All Star game in 2017. Let's make this happen, damn it! And and also DJ Bobo. Uh, he's an interesting fellow. Nine thousand. Oh, yes, <laughs> DJ Bobo is a great idea. Nine thousand followers on Twitter. I think that I think that's gettable. I think we can make that happen. Uh, so DJ Bobo, if you're listening to this, because I know you'd be listening to this podcast. Um, let, let, let's get let's get Clint Capella the All Star game. Come on, Switzerland. Also, DJ Bobo, if you're listening, uh, "Vampires Alive" remains the best song in all of Eurovision history. Thank you. Yes, yeah, and, and that's the plan for this. That's the plan for today. We're gonna try and make this happen. I'm gonna make this a thing. Uh, hopefully, Clint Capella actually becomes good enough to where it's like somewhat feasible to get him into the all-star game but hey even if it's not if zaza can get into the all-star game we can get clint capella to the all-star game um hey 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 get cesaro cesaro is a professional wrestler on wwe he's from switzerland we can get him on board he's a swiss superman let's get cesaro on board let's get cat graham 3.2 million followers right there right there and DJ Bobo nine thousand, we can kick it. And my follower, like I have fifteen under follow. I'm sure we can get some of those guys to retweet it. And and hey, we can get we can make this thing happen. Let's start. Let's start the trend. Let's get ahead of it. Let's get ahead. Uh, you know. You know what? I'm gonna send in my NBA vote right now. Let's go ahead and tweet it out. Clint Capella NBA vote. Let's get this going. Maybe we can make it 20, 2016. <laughs> Maybe we can make it twenty sixteen. But yeah, that's the plan for today. Before we get into the questions, that that's that's the go to today. That if if anything, if we can get anything accomplished within the next year, it's get Clint Capella to the All Star game. Um, that's a real go. We're, we're gonna make that happen. If Zaza makes it, Clint Capella gets it for sure. Um, all right, so let's get into questions. Um, what are your predictions for trade season? Considering the team needs fl- flexibility in adding a star for 2017 for agency, and that's from Dom Hackman. Um, so I was so we got quite a few uh, trade deadline questions, and I was, I was listening to um, Daryl Morey on the Locked On Rockets podcast, and it seems like he's not gonna he's not gonna go after anything anything major this this trade deadline, and there's not really that much out there other than Paul Millsap, um, and the Hawks have kind of retreated on Paul Millsap too, um, and so I mean basically what's out there is right now depth, right, and that's kind of what you have to go after. 
uh, when you're this good of a team. And if if that's the case, I think the Rockets need to go after uh, a backup small forward, uh, and I think they need to go after a backup point guard. And so you can find a backup point guard on the margins, like maybe get somebody like Mo Williams if he gets bought out, like by a team. Like I, I think Mo Williams is an, would be a nice target. Um, like somebody like that, somebody who can just dribble and shoot threes. Like I, that's why I liked Pablo Prigioni for this team. Um, but yeah, just somebody like that. Like it, you can you can get a vet PG any pretty pretty much anywhere at this time, uh, and a, a veteran small forward. And that that's where it gets tricky because everybody wants a wing nowadays. So um, you know somebody like Tabo Cephalosha from the Hawks that that'd be a great target. I think um, you know like th- there's a, quite a few like perimeter. You targets. know what about Tabo Cephalosha? What? He's also Swiss. Let, let's get Tabo Cephalosha on this Click Capella bandwagon, damn it. I, I'm, I'm going to tweet him after we're done recording. Let, let's make this happen, damn it. Like, the, the, that, that's our goal, man. The, we got to get Clint Capella in. All right. But, yeah, uh, a backup small forward and a backup point guard on, on the margins, I think, I think that's a realistic target. I don't think they need a backup big anymore. Um, th- their production from the big man positions have, have been pretty decent. Um, I think Nene has stepped it up big time these past few games. He's actually been playing well, um, and I'm pretty proud of him for that. Um, and Montrez Harrell, although he still can't rebound, he's done a nice job of uh, filling in the gaps defensively um, for Clint Capella. I, I, th- I think they're fine at the big man positions. Um, although if they target one, hey, if you, if you if you can lock up a, a long-term big man, I, I'd always be okay with that. Um yeah, but for me, it's backup point guard, backup small forward. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, a three and D guy would be huge, and I think uh, an a insurance policy for point guard would be super useful. Uh, so I think uh, if you could somehow like uh, lock uh, every Knicks executive into a room and blackmail them into trading Courtney Lee, that'd be fantastic. But other than that, I don't know how you'd do it. Uh, there's not a ton of real three and D guys. There's a lot of guys who are like kind of defensey will be willing to shoot a three, but not a lot of them are actually good at both of those. Uh, just like the fact that it's an archetype, it's surprisingly not common, but I think a backup point guard's totally gettable. And I would be kind of be surprised if they didn't upgrade from Ennis at the deadline. Yeah. I see them. Um, uh, if, if they're making deals at the deadline, I think it's going to be um, fairly minor. Um, you may see KJ McDaniels get moved. You may see Ennis get moved. They can do that. Um, and, um, you know, I've said for a while on Twitter that if we can just get a, a league average three-point shooter in Corey Brewer's position, it will open up so much for this team. Because right now, those corner threes are like... They they are a dominatrix over Corey Brewer, and um, you know it, it makes it makes those those daggers that the Rockets could have, where they clank out and the the run just ends, and the team gets down on the other team gets down on a fast break, and it just kills the Rockets' runs. Yeah, Corey Brewer's been really bad these past two games. He's been so bad. Um, it's it's a pain to the eyes. Uh, where are the Corey Brewer truthers, by the way? I know you guys exist. Where, I know you guys are out there. Oh, I've, uh, they've been in my mentions. That's where they are. Yeah, the, 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 they're in my mentions, too. <laughs> like I, I, I know you guys are out there. Where are you guys? I haven't heard you these past two games. Where have you guys been? Um, I don't know. I got told that Corey Brewer shoots 70% at the rim, and then the next tweet they admitted that he only takes like 2.1 shots per game at the rim. 
Like, <laughs> they, okay. They, they should get in my mentions because we'll have a nice time and it'll be fun and civil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and that actually leads me to the next question. Uh, any realistic, so like, I, I think this guy's looking for names. Any realistic name targets for the Rockets? Uh, do you think KJ gets minutes if Brewer gets traded? Um, so, um, as I mentioned before, I think uh, Tabo Cephalosha's, I think that's a realistic trade target. I think, um, I, I think just like, um, any any wing you could find uh, out there right now, and it's it's tough. It's tough because there's not that many available, and every team needs a backup point. Every team needs a wing. Like that's just the the prime the position of need in the NBA right now. Um, that's the that that's the deficiency that everybody wants to target right now. Uh, any wing that, that can just shoot threes and defend uh, that's really valuable. And so if you can find somebody like that, uh, that's uh, that's who I'm thinking. Can you guys think of any specific names off the top of your head that might be available for the Rockets? Yeah, the difficulty is that, like you said, wings are in high demand. Uh, and I think that a lot of times, especially mid-tier players who are available, don't get shop- don't get shopped publicly because that kind of lowers value oftentimes. So it's really hard to tell who's actually gettable and who's people are willing to trade. Like, I think a lot of teams are going to listen to phone calls, but not of them are gonna, or a lot of them are going to be calling out offering their players uh so i don't know it's really hard to, like this is hard to predict we're not talking like oh there's rumors that you know carmelo is looking to get out of denver or whatever uh there's not like big trade rumors swirling around apart from a few of them so it'll be it'll be surprise names and there's no way to predict who's going to be i think yeah and i think uh taylor you're campaigning for tim hardaway jr if i'm not correct are you still on that bandwagon oh yeah absolutely um not only is he an upgrade over Corey Brewer. He's a uh, somebody that you could sign long term that would be uh, really good for this team. Tim Hardaway Senior might be an upgrade over Corey Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, mean. No, it's I'm not, sorry, Corey. Doesn't make it any less true. It's it's not mean. It's true. Uh, p- possible uh, that KJ gets minutes if Brewer gets traded. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, this is a tough question to answer. Uh, KJ's kind of been like phased out of any and all rotations, like even garbage time. I don't think he's even getting garbage time minutes anymore. Um, and that's pretty surprising to see. Like, I, I, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, we speculated on this podcast before, uh, you know, maybe it's an attitude thing. Maybe he's just not as good of a defensive player as we thought he was. Um, maybe he's just not good. You know, there's always that possibility. Like, maybe he's just not a good player. Like, I, I don't know what it is with KJ McDaniel. He just never seems to get minutes. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think you guys think he'll get minutes if K- if Brewer gets traded? I think if he were gonna get minutes, he would be getting minutes. Yeah, I, I don't think it's. I don't think KJ is that good, honestly. Um, he wouldn't be that. I mean, sure, he's more athletic than Corey Brewer, and. You know, can finish a lob here or there, but he can't shoot threes, and and his his on ball defense really isn't very good. Um, I like this question a lot. Thoughts on MDA's influence on Nene? He looked pretty useless when he arrived, but now he has a spring in his step, and he and he's his confidence has grown. And that's from Aqui Iyer. Um, yeah, I think he's had a pretty decent uh, impact on Nene. Uh, Nene's been good, like. Like he was really bad at the beginning of the season, and we've talked about that so much on this podcast. But I mean, he's he's been good these past few games. He's he's stepped it up uh, defensively. I think he's been average, and I think that's good for a backup big. And I think, um, especially like with against big and bulky guys, um, you know, there's not really a set starter for this team. 
at the, at the center position uh, since Clint Capella has been out. Um, and he's been kind of playing on and off whenever uh, there's a big bulky dude that the Rockets need to defend, like like a Pau Gasol or Lamarcus Aldridge or anything like that. Like the, like he, that's when he's been starting, and he's done a good job in those positions. Um, I think he's been I think he's had a tremendous impact on on Nene. Um and I think pl- more importantly, I think just playing backup big has had an impact on Nene. That's been uh, really positive because I think uh, starting was just a huge task for him. Uh, it's it's hard for him to stay healthy in this league, and um, you know uh, Mike D'Antoni's done a good job of resting him on, on the end of back to backs, um, and he's he's responded well to it. He hasn't he hasn't missed many games due to injury, if at all. I don't think he's missed any actually, um, and I think he's had a good impact. What do you guys think about this question? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, you know as he's gotten more comfortable. Uh, with the system, um, you kind of see that any big that's playing with with James Harden is productive. Um, you know, if you can if you can finish wide open layups and or dunk the ball uh, and or pass even a little bit when you catch the ball, you're going to be in good shape. Um, and Nene's, you know, he's he's a smart player. He's um, you know he's been able to make those passes from from under the basket out to the corner three, and um, you know he finishes well at the rim, and um, his defense has been average, and I think that's you know that's more than you could ask for, really. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I mean to some degree he's probably playing in the shape a little because that's how players always work, uh, and especially older players. But I think more importantly, he's just kind of getting used to the team, like I said, like he's he's getting in there more. Uh, chemistry in my opinion chemistry is just players knowing what each other are going to do better than the other team does uh so as he's getting more used to the team his chemistry is developing and he's finding his role so it's nice it's nice that he's playing up to what we'd hope he would play up to yeah and uh well we always knew he wasn't gonna play play as bad as he did the beginning of the season like that was like we knew that was gonna you know be in a that we knew that he was gonna uh i don't want to say regress uh what's the other word for regress for i mean What's the opposite? Progress. Progress to the mean. We knew, we knew he was going to progress to the mean eventually, and he's done that. Um, and uh, I'm pretty happy because that's another big uh, in the rotation that the Rockets badly need. Um, I, I think that squashes pretty much all Costa Kufis talk because that was the reason the Rockets kind of went after Costa Kufis, right? I mean, because the bigs were kind of unproductive in the beginning uh, when uh, Clint, Capella, Clint Capella originally got hurt. And uh, since then, they've been really good. And so... You know, it's not really any need to trade for a big anymore now. To, now that you got Montrez Harrell and um, and Nene playing at such a high level, uh, one of those two guys is gonna fall out of the rotation when Clint, Clint, when Clint Capella comes back, and it's gonna be interesting to see who that's gonna be. Um, I mean, I, 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 this is actually one of our questions: like, who falls out of the lineup when uh, Clint Capella comes back uh, in that big band position? And um, it's tough. It's tough. I, I think. I think Harold kind of falls out of the lineup, but I'm not sure if I'm willing to bet on it. Like, what do you, who do you guys think falls out? I think optimally it'd be situational because uh, realistically, I think that Clint Capella is going to kind of be uh, eased into it a little bit, and also, also uh, D'Antoni has had a tendency to play Clint Capella kind of random at best minutes. They tend to be a little on the low side uh, than than what we expected. So I wouldn't be surprised, or I would hope that it w- they would just kind of use different rotations depending on how the t- pl- game is going and what opponent they're going up against. Because I think there's some good versatility between those three between those three centers. 
but basically, I'm not really sure how it's going to go. I think that um, you may see uh, Nene get maybe a couple extra uh, games of rest, and you know where you can get uh, Harrell still getting playing time and still being effective and um, and continuing that that chemistry with the team. Um, but yeah, I certainly think Capella is going to need to be eased back in. Um, I certainly don't want him coming back and you know risking any kind of re-injury or um, you know the the whole uh, playing out of shape like he was at the beginning of the season because that wasn't pretty. Um, and so I think that you'll kind of see uh, maybe like a a thirty three percent split between the three of them uh, until Capella's back in shape and then. You know, I think eventually Nene will will end up getting more minutes towards you know, especially in the playoffs. Um, you know, but I think that you you will see maybe more rest for Nene uh, towards the end of the regular season and Harold getting some more playing time. Are you guys at all concerned about the the injury bug that's caught up with this team? Um, like lately, uh, like because like that that's been a thing lately, right? Like Patrick Beverly's playing with the hurt wrist. Uh, Eric Gordon just returned from injury, um, and uh, you know guys are going down slowly but surely with injuries. Um, are you guys a little bit concerned about it, or you guys thought this is going to happen eventually? You know, it's every team. Everybody goes through this stuff. As long as they're fine by the playoffs, that's all that really matters. Uh, and I think that the the injuries they have currently will be fine by the playoffs. But check back in with me when something else bad happens in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll... I mean, you're, every team's going to have some injuries. And I do think that maybe Bev should rest a couple of games um, sporadically. Because um, he's, not, he's not getting any better playing with his wrists like that. Um, and, and I would hate for it to be something that, that ends up being long-term off of something, you know, so small. Yeah, that doesn't seem comfortable, right? Like, just, like, playing basketball with a hurt wrist um, and shooting, and especially when you're asked when you're asked to be, you know, what Pat, do what Patrick Beverly does is, you know, have active hands, uh, shoot a lot of three-pointers. I mean, and he's, you know, actually shot the ball well uh, with the hurt wrist. I mean, that, that's got to be pretty uncomfortable um any any saying after games that it hurts like hell um yeah it's it's that's that's something uh, to watch going forward uh, i hope the rockets medical staff knows what they're doing here uh by continuing to let them play because um i i mean i, I gotta say i having patrick beverly but in the playoffs is going to be so crucial against uh these guards in the western conference especially even in the first round if you go against a guy like george hill man like you need patrick beverly uh, healthy by the time we get uh, uh, this team gets into the playoffs, and uh, these are real questions we need to start addressing because I mean, hey, we're at the forty-one game mark, and uh, if this if this is a, a, at all a nagging injury, I think now is the time to nip it in the bud, and you know, take a, take two weeks off if you need to. Um, hey, it's better to struggle now than going into the postseason. I, I I think I think the Rockets would rather have him, you know, rather be safe than sorry with with Patrick Beverly. Um, uh, this is an interesting question uh, and kind of arrogant uh, from the emailer. Um, how many awards do you, can the Rockets win? They seem to be favorites for, uh, for Coach of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, MVP, and Executive of the Year. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think Eric Gordon seems to be uh, the front runner for uh, Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, and if I were to bet, like that's that's the award I've, I feel most confident in uh, the Rockets winning this year. Um, 
Also, uh, right after that is uh, Coach of the Year with Mike D'Antoni. He seems to be running away with it. Although Coach Fizdale is putting up a hell of a fight there. Um, and Pop pops back into it because the Spurs continue to spur. In you know every year you st- you start to doubt the Spurs. They didn't they, spur today. Uh, yeah, sure. They lost to Phoenix, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, hey, the, the Spurs are playing like really really good defense with uh, Lamarcus Aldridge and Tony Parker and Pau Gasol in the starting lineup. So. Uh, Pop gets my like second place defensive player of the year. I mean, not be defensive player, uh, coach of the year vote. I, I, <laughs> I give him that one too. Why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, give him defensive player of the year too. I mean, he's amazing. So I mean, uh, and Zach Lowe has this thing where he he'd give Pop the coach of the year every single year, no matter what, because he's the best coach in the NBA, and it's hard to really argue with that. Um, yeah, and um, and Harden. Seems to be the front runner for MVP. I'm a little skeptical about that. Um, although um, a lot of Rockets fans seem to be a little bit more optimistic on that. It's it's hard for me seeing him win a, a voters battle with Russ. Um, what do you guys think? Like, like, how many awards can this team win? Uh, they're having a hell of a season. They're on pace to win 60 games, um, and you know they they have major front runners in all these categories. Three, three. Damn, which ones? <laughs> it's, it's those three those are the three oh, uh, I don't think they're going to give you more than three but uh, that, that's the number executive of the think... year man Daryl Morey let's make it happen uh, hey, the, he's, they're ne- he's not getting back oh, 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 but think about this they're, they're, uh, I looked up a stat I mean like I saw a stat on Twitter yesterday um, from Jonathan Schumann of NBA.com and um, the Rockets have I think the biggest boost in net, in net rating since last year and they've really only made two uh, two free agent signings, um, and they're up. They're gonna win like nineteen more games than they did last year, uh, and you know I think I think he deserves some consideration. Uh, I, I know um, the GMs don't really like Daryl, uh, and uh, you know I mean if he was gonna win this award, he would have won this a long time ago. You know after they traded for James Harden, after they signed Dwight Howard, he he never seems to win this award. I, I think it's probably gonna go to Bob Myers. But yeah, I think I think I I I don't think it's out of I don't think it's unrealistic for him for me to say he's going to be in the he's going to be in the race. Uh, I think the GM of the year or executive of the year, as it's actually called, uh, that that year that award tends to be on a, like a one year delay. I think so. I actually think whoever had the best summer a couple summers ago is likely to get it, and it's maybe like. It might be going to be Cavs, might be Griffin, or something like that. I, it's just hard for Moy to get it. Yeah. Griffin's a really good choice. Uh, yeah, Maury didn't do anything big last summer, and the stuff he did this summer is still going to pale in comparison to what Myers did, so I I just don't think it is, he has a shot at that award. Fair enough. What about you, Taylor? How many awards do you think they can win, and what awards do you think they're frontrunners in? Um, really, I think they can... <sighs> it's either two or three, and I'm probably going to go with two, and they're going to win two of either uh, MVP, Coach of the Year, and Sixth Man of the Year. Um, any combination of those two, I think they could win. Um, I would say if I had to pick one for them to win, that it would be James Harden for MVP. I mean, if he keeps this up, you know. Um, like I said, uh, you know, Tim Bontemps, uh, Bontemps, however you want to say his last name. Uh, the guy good times. Yeah, the guy that uh, said Harden was the 13th best player in the league. Um, <laughs> he uh, 
he polled 90 media members and um, and I think uh, other executives and basically uh, 61 of them voted for Harden. So, you know, if that gives you any kind of small sample size, um, he's at least he's at least so far a pretty heavy favorite. This next question is terrible, <laughs> um, and it's and the re- reason I say it's terrible is because it's pretty much only directed at me. Uh, why are you, why are you so <laughs> negative about uh, James Harden winning the MVP? <laughs> um, um, it's because I, I, I I'm gonna believe life what I see. experience. Yeah, like <laughs> I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Living in Houston, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it, and the and the reason is like like everything. Like all the numbers, historical president, everything says that James Harden should win it, right? Like, like, like he theoretically, like he should be the MVP, right? Uh, but I mean, everything last year said James Harden should have should have made All NBA, right? Like, like he was an eighth seed, he put up twenty seven, twenty nine, seven and seven, like that's All NBA numbers, and he didn't make it, right? And like stuff like okay. that just happens with Harden, like. I don't think I don't think voters like Harden. Like like a lot of these player, a lot of these people that vote for their awards, like are the same guys you hear on League Pass every night complaining about Harden drawing vows, right? Like people just don't like him. Like like I remember. Can we talk about Can we talk about Steve Kyler for a second? <laughs> I mean, hey, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so so Steve Kyler uh, of Basketball Insiders released his uh, his media vote for the uh, for the All Star Game, and he voted in. Uh, for the West, he voted um, Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook as the guards, um, and his reasoning was that he wanted a true point guard in the team. So you know, you look over at his East votes, his East East votes, and naturally, there's no center, there's no true center in his votes. It's it's two small forwards and a power forward, um, and. You know, stuff like this is is the only thing that holds me back from from really just committing and saying Harden's going to be the MVP because there are people out there that just don't like him, and and I don't know what it is or why or or you know whatever. But man, to to not put Harden in the uh, starting lineup for the All Star game is is pretty insane. Yeah, this is the same guy that complained about Harden like laying down on the court like uh in the playoffs in game 5 last year after they were down by 30 and like like Harden had played 37 minutes that night. He was just laying down and he was just watching the game and you know, he put up a picture like 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 complaining about it and he's like he should be cheering on his team. Like how who cheers for their team when they're down by 30 points? Like who does that? Like are you going to do that? Like you do that, sir. Like you you go stand up and cheer for your team while you're down 30. Um like I yeah. just I don't know. The all the, the, the all-star voting thing I can't even <laughs> So someone among Russ Harden and Curry is going to be left off the starters for the All-Star game. So I uh, that's that's where I stand with it. Someone's getting shorted no matter what and I'm just not going to worry about it anymore. Yeah, I, I don't care about All-Star. I mean, as long as you get into the All-Star game, it doesn't really matter to me. Um like All-Star selections are really what people look at at the end of your career. Um so but I mean th- as far as his MVP thing, like yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Like I just think people just don't like him. Like I, and it's it's that sounds like a Houston for inferiority complex, and, but I mean I'm I'm being serious. I mean it's it's just you look around like like Harden got like there were some there were four people that voted Harden fourth place 
um, in the MVP race like two years ago when he was right when he was up and he was neck and neck with Steph Curry. He, so there were four four guys I checked in the balloting that voted hard in fourth place for MVP. Like that, that's that's that stuff just happens, right? Like there's just guys out there that are just like that, and there's more than you think, and there's more, and there's a lot of people paying attention to this this Russell Westbrook. There are dozens of us. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people paying attention to this Russell Westbrook triple double thing, and there's and they're obsessed about it, you know. And um, I mean, I can't really blame people for not being impressed by Harden's by by uh, Russ's season, but I mean. Um, I mean, to be infatuated with this triple doubles numbers is—I mean—that's ultimately what I think is going to end up costing him the MVP. Um, they, yeah, that's why I'm—that's why I'm negative about it, man. Like, uh, I'm sorry, but that's just—I believe when I see it. Um, he seems to be the front runner right now, and that, that's important to acknowledge. Uh, everywhere I've seen uh, by by major outlets, like he's being ranked like number one in pretty much all MVP ladders. So that's something of note. Um, I, I think. Give give this ten more games, and then if he's still the consensus consensus front runner by then, um, I think he's probably gonna win the MVP. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not. It's not like I'm saying he's he doesn't have a really good chance of winning it because obviously he's probably one or two at this point. Like that's that's what's you know. I mean, that's like that that's like, at least we can have a consensus on that. Um, and this next question, I really, uh, I, I love this next question. I feel like I feel like you sent this in Forest. Uh, how do I enjoy this? Dude, this should be good. Yeah. How do I enjoy this team knowing they're just going to lose in the playoffs to the Warriors? Uh, <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, my, my my best advice to you, man, is like they're just a really fun basketball team, man. Like, like I, I love watching this Rockets team like so much, probably more than I've enjoyed watching any Rockets team. Um, and I love watching this team. Like, like they're just so fun to the, like amazing to the eyes. They're so aesthetically pleasing. Uh, Harden's playing the best basketball of his career. Um, they shoot a bunch of threes. They make a lot of threes. Um, they never say die. Yeah, and they stay in a lot of games, right? Yeah, that three point that three pointer keeps them in a lot of games. And um, they're having a lot of regular season success. And I think it's I think it's going to translate to some at least some postseason success. So I I mean. My best advice to you, man, is like, yeah, I know the Warriors are out there, and I know um, <laughs> the, 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 there's this inevit- inevitability factor in the back of everybody's mind, right? But I mean, here, here's my advice, man. Like, my, my favorite basketball team of all time was the Mike D'Antoni Suns, right? And they never won a championship. I, you can enjoy a team and, and not have them win a championship, right? Like, that's possible. You, you can enjoy uh, th- this group of guys, uh, playing their heart outs every night and their heart out every night and, and probably know in the back of the mind, like, Hey, they're probably not going to beat the Spurs. Right. Like, like the, they're like, that's how it was with Mike D'Antoni's sons. And like for, for this, for this decade's Rockets, it's probably going to be like the, like that with the Warriors, unless they make a major superstar acquisition. Right. Like, and I, I think it's fine. Right. Like, like you, at th- at this point, the Rockets are in that place where, if somebody gets hurt, you're right there, right? Like if if Kevin Durant rolls his ankle, you're right there to to swoop in and you know make the series interesting, right? Like just just enjoy it. Like uh, that's my best advice for you, man. Like there's no reason to worry about the Warriors right now. Like we're we're midway through the season and we're not even we're not even sure if this team is gonna be uh, in the conference finals. Like like <laughs> l- l- let's wait for that to happen before we start worrying about the Warriors. No, no, that's a loser's mentality. No, <laughs> here's what we do. Look, there's there's no point unless you go all the way big. So they, what they have to do is they have to convince Andre Godal to be the mole again. 
and he will betray the Warriors for the Rockets, and that's how they'll beat the Warriors. You got to think big. You got to be ready to win by any means necessary. I mean, we, we, if anything, we can get you can sign Demo again and have his back sweat win him a playoff series. I mean, that that'd be nice. I mean, like, um, and yeah, what about, someone else a playoff series. Let, let's make it happen. Let, let's get someone to sweat on the floor and let, let's let's roll somebody's ankle. <laughs> no, no, that's messed up. Let's not do that. Uh, what about you, Taylor? Uh, what are your thoughts on this question? Um, so, you know, I feel like this team, they have such, they have such Western Conference finals, you know, potential. It's just, I just don't see them, like, somebody's going to have to get injured for them, for them to get, for them to get past that. You know what I mean? It's not, like, they're the rock, they're, they're very good. They're, they're a very they're a very good offensive team, and actually, they've been really good on defense since December first. But it's like when it gets to the playoffs, again, it's one of those weird like James Harden things. Like it's like those same calls that he gets all year. They he just does not get it all in the playoffs, and so I feel like their potential is slightly capped until. And I guess you know there could be something done at the deadline that would change things, but. Um, I feel like it's just like the Western Conference Finals is their is their peak for this season. Yeah, I kind of think that they are maybe the sec the team that's second most likely to beat the Warriors in a playoff series after the uh, after the Cavs because they do just have such a high powered and sometimes unstoppable offense that they might just be able to get hot for four games out of seven. And when if that happens, there's really nothing anybody can do about it. Uh, but I still don't think they have a realistic shot to beat the Warriors in the playoffs. If that tells you how I think about the league right now, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, we'll my best advice, man, just don't worry about it right now. Like, like, like for right now, let's just let's wait till we get there. Like, they, they haven't even made it past the first round. You're worrying about the Warriors, man. Like, relax. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, chill. They're gonna lose to the Grizzlies in the first round. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 yeah, they have. They're really good. Like they are really good. They have a case for uh, to be the favorites to make the conference finals, and um, a lot of people have them in the in the conference finals um, as of right now. Um, but I mean, right now, I, I just say, man, like like this team. It's not like you get one chance to beat these these guys, right? Like this team is probably going to be together next year, right? Like um, unless the Rockets make some crazy acquisition this summer. I mean, most of these parts are still going to be here. Um, I mean, the only f- major free agent. I mean, uh, that's getting minutes right now. I mean, it's probably Nene, and you can probably find a stopgap center for Nene next summer, and you can make you can get a chance at these guys next year, right? Like, I, like there's gonna be chances to beat these guys. And and here's my thing. Here's my thing. Like, th- there's 28 teams that aren't, aren't gonna get get to the finals, right? Like, like there's 28 other teams that aren't gonna get to the NBA finals this year. Like, you, like you really shouldn't be worried about it right now. And like, there's 29 teams that don't win an NBA championship. Is, does that mean like you're just a bad? You just have a bad season if you don't if you don't win the NBA championship. Like, like a lot of people love the grit and grind Grizzlies, and I love the grit and grind Grizzlies. Right? Like that was a fun era of team, and like they put they put together a really nice playoff run every single year. Um, and a scrappy underdog story, and and like if you can ha- put together like a a, str- a string of seasons where you're like a cons- when you're like consistently winning like fifty games and fifty games every year, and getting past the first round every year, and you know 
and just being really competitive. I think that's a team to be proud of. Like I, I, I don't think I don't think you should be like really worried about the Warriors until you get there. And that's my best advice for you, man. Um, and I love this next next email question. And this is probably what we're going to end on. Um, th- this guy sends us questions all the time. He used to send us old email questions. Um, you you guys complain about Corey Brewer a lot on the podcast. Uh, if you if you guys <laughs> if you guys could could pick who is the Corey Brewer of RedNationDoops.com? Um, that's got to be Paul, right? Right? Like, like, <laughs> wow, he like, just went right for it. it it's it's got to be Paul, right? Like I I feel like 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 it, the the way this question is being phrased, like it's asking like, who's the most useless player, right? I, I feel like it's Paul, right? Like who who you guys think it is? Or it's me. I mean, I mean, you, you can't just come out and say it. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's good. I'll, I'll, I'll be the Corey Brewer, uh, all running around, but uh, with no use. I'm going to uh, give I'll... you the uh, the Brock Osweiler answer. You know, we got a lot of guys that go out there and they they work really hard. You know what I mean? Like we've got <laughs> we've got guys that do the the pregame show, the pregame uh, write up. We got guys that do the postgame write up. And you know what? When they write these up. They're giving their best effort, you know, and so 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 all of our guys go out there and they give us the most effort that they can possibly give. And at the end of the day, that's all you can really ask of anybody. And so I think that you know, hey, we we might have lost the game because I threw six interceptions, but you know what, um, we we tried really hard, and that was a we played a really good team out there. So yeah, I changed my yeah. answer. It's, it's Taylor. Taylor Taylor's the Corey Brewer of RedHoopsNoops.com <laughs> immediately. <laughs> so that's a good that's a good podcast today guys um hey yeah uh so hey we, we're gonna do these mailbags a lot this year because we're running out of topics to do so i mean hey just send in your questions tweet at us send us your emails we got a lot of email questions today um and yeah and we'll answer them and it, it makes for a pretty good podcast uh because again we're running out of things to talk about so yeah clint capella 2017 all-star game Subscribe to us on on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Give us a good rating on iTunes. Uh, Give us a positive rating if you enjoyed the show. If you didn't enjoy the show, give us a positive rating anyways because that helps us out. And yeah, guys, good night. isn't always better unless we're talking about full-size vans these beasts do more than get you from a to b they have so much space a man can live in it with shag carpeting water bed and a sweet lava lamp these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home with quality parts and plenty of napa know-how you can keep the original tiny house running longer stronger that's napa know-how napa know-how Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.